Back-to-back home losses. Not what the doctor ordered for the Sabres playoff race. We'll break it down coming up. Also, they lose a player to waivers. All ahead here on Locked on Sabres. You're Locked on Sabres. Your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Sneaky Joe DiBiase following back-to-back home losses for the Buffalo Sabres. First to the Philadelphia Flyers, second to the Seattle Kraken, four to nothing, and then four to three. The Sabres allow three plus goals for the 30th time in 39 games played. We'll talk about why so many goals are going in. I've got my explain yourself segment coming up in the second segment, Goathead of the night, sail across the Atlantic and all of that good stuff up ahead here on not the best, uh, the best day to be talking about Sabres hockey deflating to say the least after a hot stretch that had Buffalo back in the playoff race and had a look at two points back. Had they won those two games, they are now six points back, but more on that a little bit later on at sneaky Joe sports. If you want to follow me on Twitter, the podcast account is at lockdown Sabres. Always got some juicy Twitter polls up there. And then the YouTube channel is uh locked on Sabres. Just search the uh, lockdown Sabres tag on YouTube and it'll come right up. So, I mean, do, does anybody want to talk about that Sabres to flyers game? It was, I think their worst game of the season. And in part that is because of who the opponent was. That Flyers team stinks. They are not good. They are one of the worst teams in the NHL. Um, 39 points in 41 games. They are third last in the Eastern Conference, despite the fact that they're playing a little bit better. But bad team, a backup goaltender. The Flyers had played the night before against the Maple Leafs, so you caught them on the second of a back-to-back. And to be shot out for the first time all year, under those circumstances, and you had had a couple days rest, it's not like you were playing on a back-to-back pitiful game. And a ho- I actually, interestingly enough, I didn't even realize this. I had our work tickets at WGR. Like, they, they get given out um, these days. And I didn't realize I had the tickets until after the fact when I saw an email that said that your your ticket request had expired. Um I got lucky. I got lucky that I didn't because that was probably the worst night all year to be in the arena. Maybe second to that Coyotes game earlier in the season where they lost to Arizona and the and the Zamboni broke down and there was a big delay. So maybe the second worst game to be in that arena all night against Philadelphia. They had their chances. They just didn't put them in the back of the net. And a similar theme against the Seattle Kraken, a better hockey team. Uh, Seattle is a much better team than the Philadelphia Flyers are. Seattle is in a playoff spot. They are third in the Pacific Division, 52 points in 40 games played. They're four points back of Vegas, actually, for first place in that division, and they have two games in hand on Vegas. The Golden Knights kind of fluttering a little bit as of late. But the Sabres, I think out the difference is I think they outplayed Seattle in the second of these two games. Lots of chances, just couldn't bury them. Even more chances than they had against the Flyers. Um, They were able to bury a couple of them. An incredible effort uh, 
four to, in a four to three game by Tage Thompson of the first goal, a uh, little toe drag around the defenseman highlight reel type of assist to Alex Tuck. Uh, and it seemed like the Sabres were doing well. They were outplaying the Kraken. They scored the first goal. They scored the second goal to make it two to one. A, a couple different points. It felt like that was the Sabres game that, Oh, they'll put this away. They'll get their four or five goals and they will put this away. But Power plays not working out. Um, you know, Skinner hitting a post at one point, and then Thompson takes a, a one-timer on the rebound, and it hits a defenseman. It's like, right there, you might have thought, okay, this this game, they're not destined to win this game. Look how unlucky they are starting to get. Uh, and in that game, the Sabres had uh, four power play opportunities, only one power play goal. That let them down a little bit. 35 shots on goal compared to Seattle's 22. Again, they played well, but Philip Grubauer stood tall, had a really strong game. There was that one cross-the-ice power play chance for Skinner to Cousins where he squeezes the pads together and stops what should have been probably a goal by Cousins. He stops a breakaway on Vinny Hinostroza. Um, just a, a great effort by Philip Grubauer. I was stunned he wasn't one of the three stars. It went Matty Beneers, Justin Schultz, Jordan Eberle. I thought that Grubauer deserved to be one of those guys. Um, and the Kraken. The Kraken may be on their way to making the playoffs before the Sabres do. Just oh, twist the knife a little bit more, why don't you? But again, you cannot lose to Philadelphia. You know, Losing to Seattle in a game where you outplayed them, that would be stomachable. But you can't do it after you lost to Philadelphia on the second of a back-to-back. So it's a bad stretch by the Sabres, and they blew an opportunity to get closer, very close in the standings. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Our goat head of the night, goat head of the night for Sabres and Kraken. And I'm going to say the same thing for Sabres and Flyers. Alex Tuck, Alex Tuck scores two goals, including one that was very late after the game was mostly over. Two goals to get to 20 on the season. And amazingly, that is already a career high, ties a career high for Alex Tuck. 20 goals is the most he's ever had in a season. One more, and he will set a career high. And he has done it in 39 games played. The guy is on pace to double his career high in goals. And I don't think this is fluky. I don't. Tuck's shooting percentage is a little high. His career shooting percentage is 11%. His shooting percentage this year is 18%. That probably will regress. But I think Tuck is destined to be a better offensive player than he has been on past teams. Vegas was a team that had tons of talent, top to bottom, more than the Sabres team does even. And Tuck was more of a third-line guy. So there was only so many opportunities to score. He also wasn't a big power play guy. If you look at his power play goals throughout his time in Vegas, um, I mean, he's got as many this year as he did in his final two seasons combined in Vegas. And again, the season's not even half over. Tuck is just, I, I can't, it's almost confusing to me that he was never a top six guy in Vegas, um, at least consistently, because what is he not good at? He is incredibly fast. He is the best four checker on the Sabres. And it's because he is one of the fastest players on the Sabres. Maybe he is the fastest player on the Sabres. He moves at tremendous speed all the time. He is six foot four. So he's got that long reach that extends on the four check. He's got good hands. He's got great playmaking ability. He's a good finisher. I, I just, I he's big. I don't know what defensive. What is missing from this guy? 
I don't really get it. And I think that contract is going to be amazing for as long as it's here. And I think that he is going to be a 60 plus player for the entirety of his Sabre career. This year he's on pace for 95. I don't know that he's going to do that year to year, but he's going to be a lot better than the 38, 37, 33 points, even 52 that he was uh, when he was with the Golden Knights. All right. Um, one more roster update before we take a timeout. Get to my Explain Yourself segment where I go through my tweets uh, from the Sabres game against the Kraken. And then we'll take a sail across the Atlantic, look around the conference, and also uh, what it's looking like in the playoff race. That's all ahead. But first, um, some news that the Sabres have lost Casey Fitzgerald to waivers. The Sabres waived defenseman Casey Fitzgerald on uh on Wednesday in order to create space for Henry Yoki Haru, who's back from injury, thought Yoki Haru looked really strong in that game against Philadelphia, uh, not Philadelphia against Seattle. So to make room, Sabres wave Fitzgerald and they lose him to the Florida Panthers who are very thin on the blue line and needed another body. So that's it for Casey Fitzgerald's career as a Sabre, at least for now. Um, and we had a seven year journey with this guy, right? Like it wasn't a lot with Buffalo he was always kind of in the back of our minds when we would think about the prospect pool. He was a great player at Providence College. Uh, I think, did he win the national championship as the captain? He either won it or was there. I think he won it. He won it at, at Providence for the national championship. He was a third-round pick by the Sabres, long time in Rochester, um, and then finally got to the Sabres last season, played 36 games. You know, he was fine. He was tough. He would fight. He would hit. He was scrappy. He never scored a goal for the Sabres, never put up a lot of points. He wasn't that great in his own end. He was to me an AHL defenseman being asked to be a third pair defenseman on a team that didn't have enough defensemen. That to me is where I thought Casey Fitzgerald laid or lied. And I have no problem at all losing him to Florida. I think he's been outplayed by Kel Clegg who was in the lineup again last night, actually had a rough outing. So I wonder if he gets sent down, but I thought it was right to keep Clegg up he has been a better player all year than Fitzgerald has, and I thought he deserved it over Fitzgerald. So you don't want to lose a guy. It's more depth with another NHL defenseman that you're missing out on. But, I mean, Clegg is maybe not going to get in the lineup uh, coming up soon. And they've got guys that they could fill in, so I think they're okay uh, on this front. All right, when we come back, explain yourself. And then our sail across the Atlantic ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by betonline.net. I love me some betonline.net. I create content for betonline.net all the time. Go to the prop bets, props bet page of the NHL player futures. That's my favorite. Right now, they have got uh, Hart Trophy uh, updated odds up there. And looky here, Tage Thompson continues to skyrocket on that list. Thompson plus 2,200. That is the sixth best odds. Thompson has better MVP odds than Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, Sidney Crosby, Kirill Kaprizov, Miko Rantanen, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, check them out. Look at all the latest uh, uh, game odds for the Sabres or for the NFL playoffs. You've got NBA basketball. Um, you've got soccer g- kicking back up across domestic leagues around the world. Uh, and if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right, time to fire up one of my favorite segments here on the show. It is time for Explain Yourself. I will go through my tweets from the game against the Seattle Kraken, and I will explain them. That's the concept. Pretty simple. All right, excited. It's still time to get my Twitter feed to show up on the There we go. Uh, all right, so uh, first tweet of the night. I'm talking about the game against the Sabres only. That's fireable by Labushkin. Now, you'd probably know the play I'm talking about if you watched it up close and personal. This is the second goal by the Seattle Kraken uh, that was scored by, hold on, it was by Yanni Gord. And Labushkin, going into the blue line, has Gord right on his heels. And Gord just beats him to the spot, to the side of the net, a backdoor pass because Labushkin had his head turned towards the player with the puck, not his own man, caught, caught staring at the puck. He got caught puck watching, and the and Gord was able to beat him to the spot for an easy tap-in goal. That is a fireable offense by Ilya Labushkin. I thought he should have saw the bench the rest of the night. I heard Paul Hamilton from WGR on Thursday morning, he was actually down with me and Jeremy, say he thinks Labushkin might be playing injured. He has not been good this season. He started off hitting early on. That's maybe how you tell that he's not he's not uh, 100% healthy. When he is not, not hit something's got to be up because that's kind of what he's made his career on is those big hits. So something's up with Labushkin. Maybe he becomes a healthy scratch at some point as they continue to get healthy on the blue line. But I thought that was a horrible effort by him on that play. Next up, this was after a graphic was shown on MSG. Zemgis Gergensen was drafted by Darcy Regeer and is still in his 20s. How? I'll ask again. How is he still in his 20s? Time is just it's taking forever. And this guy was drafted three GMs ago and is still not 30 years old. He's 29, by the way. So that's going to change very soon. But just thought that was a wild stat when they put Gergensen's age up on the board. Um, another one uh, shows any hockey highlight from before 1995. The goalie. And then it's a gif of the Mighty Ducks goaltender jumping out of the way from the big slap shot at the blue line. The goalie jumping out of the way. The Sabres last night, it was the anniversary of a game where uh, Pat LaFontaine scored a hat trick. And Rob Ray showed it on the MSG broadcast. And that was my reaction. I can't watch hockey highlights from before 1995 because the goaltending is so bad. It is so bad. It's laughable. I can't watch it. Gretzky highlights, Lemieux highlights, LaFontaine in this case. I mean, maybe I am I'm denigrating the, the last uh, generation of, of hockey greats, but man, I just can't do it. It's so bad. Goalie's just falling down. The, the one play for that that will always stick out for me is Rene Robert in the Fog game. Rene Robert, 1975 Stanley Cup Finals, an all-time great goal by the Sabres. Watch that play from that back camera angle that you always see. Bernie Perrant, the Flyers goaltender. He just, it's like he tripped on a banana peel. He just falls down on his back and just like, it's ridiculous. He looks like, he looks like my grandma that's never ice skated before trying to play goaltender. Like that's honestly probably what it would look like. Oh, so bad. Uh, but anyways, um, and I think I didn't have a lot going on last night when it came to tweets on the Sabres. I just, I didn't, 
wasn't feeling it. That game was getting depressing. Once they got down two goals, third period, you know, guys were kind of pushing back and forth. Wasn't uh, wasn't loving it. I did actually have two other thoughts. Um, there were two tweets that I didn't send that just kind of got away from me. One, Casey Middlestat has looked legitimately good in the last couple of weeks. Casey Middlestat looks fast as hell. He looks like the fastest player out there for the Sabres. He is carrying the puck well. He is shooting with purpose. He is creating chances. He's putting up assists, 23 points in 39 games, so he's getting some offensive numbers as well. And a lot of his numbers the last two weeks, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, all his production was on the power play. That is starting to change. It's starting to go back to five on five. So I've been very impressed with Middlestat. And I guess you could argue this is the time to sell high on him. I like him. I think I've liked his play a lot in the past couple of weeks. One other thing. In terms of Jack Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka being healthy scratched on Wednesday night against the Seattle Kraken. I get it. I'm not panicking. They've been bad for a couple of weeks now. Quinn, nine games without a point. 14 games without a goal. He has not scored since San Jose. That was, was that over a month ago? But 14 goals without a goal for Quinn. Nine games without a goal for Paterka. Five games without a point for Paterka. I didn't think it was that outrageous. You know, you sit him in the press box, let him grab a couple pops, relax, enjoy the game, watch it, and and figure some things out. Uh, You come back stronger on Thursday night. I just hope this is not a trend. I don't want these guys being healthy scratched every night. In fact, Vinny Hinostroza and Rasmus Asplund that went in for these two I did not think they played well at all, playing with Dylan Cousins. Cousins has got to have some offensive talent on his line. Quinn and Paterka are the two that you want there. Um, I know they've been playing well as of late, but you got to get them going. Quick trip to, trip to the press box, back in on the ice. A little fire and light under the butts, and hopefully it works. All right, we'll take another time out here. When we come back, we'll take a sail across the Atlantic. Look across the Atlantic Division and also uh, the playoff race as a whole in the Eastern Conference. That is coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens. I like the little drops right in my water. You can also go for the shakes. They taste great. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens with one delicious scoop of AG1 to start your day Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Um, It is, again, tastes great, the shakes, or if you don't even want to notice it, one drop in your water is all you need. You'll never even notice that it's there, and it costs less than $3 a day. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D. Again, to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to make it easy for you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that is athleticgreens.com slash nhl network to support your health and take ownership over your health as well pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Jody Biasi back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. All right, let's take a sail across the Atlantic Division. Um, and it was not necessarily the best night for the Sabres, but they did get a little bit of help uh, on the out-of-town scoreboard. So I had been pondering whether the Devils might collapse and open up a playoff spot for the Sabres. That is starting to not happen. They've won a couple of games in a row. They beat the Hurricanes 5-3 to on Wednesday night. Other games from Wednesday. Pittsburgh. We needed this one. 
a West Coast opponent, the Vancouver Canucks in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's able to pull it out. Five to four. Former Saber Dustin Tokarski gets the win. Uh, only 18 saves. Uh, somehow, how did that happen? Dustin Tokarski, 18 saves on 22 shots. But okay, fine. Um, actually, no, excuse me. He didn't play the whole game. 948, 947 save percentage. He was the game's third star. Pittsburgh shoots back into that playoff spot. The Islanders, the other team the Sabres are trying to track down. They lose two to one in a shootout. So they do get the loser point. So, and then Florida. Florida at night, they win at Colorado. So a five to four win. You had a couple of, you had three of the teams that are right around you playing West Coast opponents and five out of six points if you combine the three. Not great. And as it stands today, the standings don't look as good as they have in past days. Right now, the Sabres, 42 points in 39 games. That is fourth in the wildcard race. They got to be in the top two. Third is the New York Islanders. They have 47 points in 42 games. So five points up on the Sabres with three more games played. Okay, not bad. Sabres still only five points back, and they have a possible six to make up on them before they're even on games. The problem is now, Pittsburgh is the second-place team in the wildcard. They have 48 points. That is six points better than the Sabres, and they have only one more game played. So the Sabres can get within four of Pittsburgh if they win that game in hand, but they've got some work to do to track down the Penguins. And it looks more and more like Pittsburgh is going to be the team that you got to wrestle that final playoff spot away from, not the Islanders. Florida also coming from behind. Florida now tied with the Sabres in points with 42, although they have played three more games than the Sabres. So games in hand should help the Sabres out in that regard. And when it comes to games upcoming uh, for some of these teams, nobody is playing. Uh, I keep getting, the, have I been getting the day wrong this whole episode? I really have been, haven't I? Sabres and Kraken played on Tuesday. All these games just happened on Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. Huge apologies for that. Anyways, none of these teams that the Sabres are tracking down play on Wednesday. Thursday is when you'll see a couple of them back in action. The Islanders face the Minnesota Wild at home, 7.30 on Thursday night. The Panthers are at the Vegas Golden Knights uh, for a 10 o'clock puck drop on Thursday. And I don't believe the Penguins are in action until Friday. Yeah, Friday hosting the Winnipeg Jets is their next game. So go Western Conference in these next couple of days as the Sabres are now six points back of a playoff spot. And next up for the Buffalo Sabres and meeting with the West Coast team, the Winnipeg Jets Thursday. Uh, that is tomorrow. Again, Jesus. Uh, Thursday against the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets are a good team. Uh, so we'll talk more about that game next time here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen every day. And we'll talk to you next time.